We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, she's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient. I like to say she's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always, uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something, but these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, she does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of, uh, discomfort, uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a you know, she's has a high quality of life because of, uh, we take good care of her over here and these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products, Cap, are THC-free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know Pancakes is always scared of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these, Look at that. Uh, I love, you they can have these enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www. G-A-I-A provides P-R-O-V-I-D-E-S dot com. And and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you wanna you, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So guy provides. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 295. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Miguel Kaplan. How you, you doing? Can find me at Turner Sparks. On Instagram at turnersparks.com, you can find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. You can find me every single Wednesday for the next few months at the wow. Postmark Cafe in Brooklyn, New York, building my new hour of stand up comedy. If you're in New York City, if you're visiting New York City, it's a free show. Come on out any Wednesday, oh. every single Wednesday. I'll be in uh, Las Vegas one Wednesday in March. Besides that, I, so right now it's every Wednesday until like September. So 
I got to put this new hour together. Wow. Come on out, hang out, come to that postmark cafe, living room show, uh, dot com on, on, uh, the, on the internet, the internet, <laughs> worldwide web.com. Come to that, uh, cap, cap in NYC. If you want to buy a house in New York hmm. city, isn't that right? Cap? If you want to buy a house in Brooklyn, so you could be near your show, I can help you with that. So cap in NYC. Instagram. That's him on Instagram. All right, Kaplan, um, on the podcast today, we have Gabby Rivera returning. Uh, she'll be with us in just a minute. We are talking about, listen, our new episode. I mean, our, our pilot episode is pretty much finished where we went to, uh, we adapted this podcast into a television show. We Last summer, Cap and I went to El Salvador to find out what it's like to live in a country where Bitcoin is your currency. And we had uh, Gabby Rivera, we had Christian McGoo, we had Andrea McLeod, all stand-up comedians in El Salvador on the show to be our guides taking us around El Salvador. And if you want to watch, so we're going to be talking about that today, a little recap, a little update on what's going on now. But just as importantly, maybe more importantly, we're going to be screening the episode online for all of our Patreon subscribers, February 16th. 9 p.m. Eastern. It will be live with a private YouTube link that we will send to you. We will email to you directly once you subscribe to our Patreon. Um, And if you can't make February 16th, March 2nd at 9 p.m. Eastern, we will be doing another one. Each one of those will, Kaplan and I will be there. We'll do a quick introduction. We'll show the episode and then we'll be on after with one of the guests from from the show a special guest, one of our El Salvadoran comedians, mm. maybe a director, maybe someone who you, someone who appeared on the show will be joining us to do a Q and a, how about that? An extra, someone important. It's going to be exciting. So sign up. Where can they sign up? Patreon.com slash lost in America. Listen to Lots that energy folks. Kaplan's excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Patreon.com slash lost in America is where you do it. Five bucks is all it takes. Throwing five us dollars. And, um, and then you'll get the link patreon.com slash lost in America. Speaking of that, we have two new subscribers this week, Kaplan. We have nice. Lisa Godwin. Shout out to Lisa. She's going to be watching the show and we have Randy Laskowitz. Shout out to Randy. She is also going to be watching the show. How about that? People are joining the, 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 the podcast army is growing and it's exciting. It's about time. Thank you so much. Because these freeloaders who listen to this Lost in America platform, it's enough of this. It's time to put up some money and help us out. We put this $5. out every week for free. Sometimes <laughs> we take a month off. And that's because no one's paying us to do this. We're just doing it. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. But so, we always put out shows to- on Patreon. So Patreon, five bucks not only gets you access to watch this screening. And by the way, there's going to be no more screenings. We got to say that. February 16th. March 2nd are the only two because we've applied for comedy festivals and these comedy festivals are telling us, Hey, you cannot screen this publicly. And so the way we're getting around, so So it's not coming to your town. We're like, (laughs) no, we're, and we we're just like, we're, we're, we're going to show it to the patrons though. We don't care if the comedy festivals don't like that because you guys deserve it. You've been supporting us. But, and so now's the time though, because if you didn't want to give us money, let me say, stop. That's a private screening. We don't want to get kicked out of any comedy festivals. 
Oh, the reason well, why we're screening it. it is because that's private. They said we can't screen it publicly. That's not publicly. This is that's a private true. link. All right. This will be public anywhere. So don't say, oh, I'm going to save my five no. bucks and wait a month until it's it's on Amazon. Right. And don't email us on the side and be like, can I just say, send me a link? No, no, no. Five dollars. You get your link. Yeah. And you also get all of the episodes we've done of Live from the Bunker for like we have like 300 episodes. So this is the time you get them. You can unsubscribe in one month. You can you basically give us five dollars and that's it. You see the show. And uh, yeah, please do it already. Now on. on to today's episode. Um, Gabby Rivera is joining us. So as we said last summer, we went to El Salvador to find out what it's like to live in a country where Bitcoin is your currency. Mm. They 2021, I think it's been a, coming up on two years since President Bukele of El Salvador, the great president, announced mm. that Bitcoin would be the current, uh, the newest legal tender of El Salvador. He did that at a... Bitcoin conference in Miami 2021. I want to say it was like yeah. June or <laughs> April or May. And he kind of did it out of nowhere. Uh, he just sort of decided on his own, hey, we're going to have Bitcoin. And then everyone <laughs> then had to scramble and be like, what's Bitcoin? What yeah. do I now? What do I like? If you're a shop, if you're a business owner, if you uh, whatever, if, if you do any type of trading, you have to learn to accept Bitcoin, how to spend Bitcoin. And so we went down the summer of 2022 to find out what's going on. What's the update on it? We met with Gabby. Gabby yeah. took us around. And uh, how's it go? Gabby, welcome to the show. Gabby is a fantastic stand-up comedian uh, from El Salvador. You can check her out online at, is it at Gabby Rivera on Instagram? If I'm getting yes, that wrong. with an I. Gabby with an I, Rivera an on I. Instagram. Hilarious. Did st- we did stand-up comedy with her at her local club. It was the first ever bilingual stand-up comedy show in El Salvador. Gabby did her set in English, her first time ever performing in English. We have it on the show. You'll be able to watch her do stand-up on the show. And it was so funny. Gabby, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me. I was the first thing that I want to say <laughs> is that I recently watched a video from somebody guiding some gringos, which I mean, you are, you know, you're, you're, we call you that. Yes. Uh, guy, what? Some gringos. You call us names? <laughs> I don't think that's a bad name. I'm just, I don't even, I don't even know. Uh, the thing is, is I was so ashamed because uh, Turner and, and Kaplan, they, they went to the Chivo ATM and the Salvadorian made the Chivo ATM work. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so Whoa. I'm so ashamed. Oh. So, yeah, let's update our audience. So our audience has not seen the show yet. Nobody's seen the show yet. So let's fill them in. So what happened was and that's what this episode is going to be, by the way, we're going to be going through scenes. You don't have to if you've seen it already. This is a perfect companion, this podcast. So go watch it and then come back and listen. If you haven't seen it, hopefully we can we can uh, uh, walk you through all this. So what the government did is they created this app called the Chivo Wallet, which was an app. It's still I'm I'm wondering. Well, we'll find out in a minute. But it was an app to trade Bitcoin almost. But in a way that where the government sort of had a watch over it, I guess, because they created the app. And then they put in physical ATMs around the country that looks just like an ATM we would have. But it's a way to get Bitcoin and use Bitcoin um, out of an ATM. And Gabby, in one of the scenes from the show, we went downtown with you and we tried to get Bitcoin out of one of the Chivo ATMs. Chivo is the name of the company. Chivo ATMs. It, it did not work. And then you saying in this show you watched, they did it successfully? Yeah, they did it 
successfully. Um, what did they do different? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I remember that what happened to, with us and in, in, in um, downtown El Salvador, where there's one of those ATMs, um, we couldn't get even like we couldn't get through the first steps. Like we couldn't even log in. I remember. Um, so I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I feel like I want people all over the, all over America to know that sometimes it, it works and sometimes it doesn't. Okay. okay. So it's sometimes, so it just, it might've been user <laughs> error as opposed to, <laughs> did you just not know your password? Was that the whole thing? Is whole, I don't remember. You I mean, when, when, if you haven't watched the episode, go ahead and subscribe, become a patron. Cause I myself also want to know exactly what we did there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So we should say that this was on for Kaplan and I, we had, and, and our team of Eric and Brady, the director, the directors, I guess, what, what do we call them? Directors of the show. Um, we had flown down. We decided we're leaving New York and uh, we had to connect in Miami and Brady warned us. She's one of the people working on the show. She said, let's not connect in Miami. We're like, no, no, it's American airlines. It's cheaper. Let's connect. And then we go Miami to El Salvador. She said, don't connect. We got to go direct because a connection, you could always, there could always be a problem. And, but it was like a $200 a person difference. So that's $800. And Kaplan and I for, were like, for $800, we're connecting in Miami. Well, she was right. We got stuck in Miami for 24 hours, which delayed that's our trip best. by, we only had five days. So now with 24 yeah. hours in Miami, now we have four days. We showed up at like 5 p.m. on a Sunday night. I believe it was in uh, San Salvador yes. or Sunday afternoon. We took an hour long bus ride into the city. We had, bar- we had slept maybe three hours each the night before because we're, st- we're essentially staying at this airport. And um, then the first step is we get into town and immediately we're like, well, we got to start filming now. The original idea was we have the night to kind of chill out, get to know everybody. And then we start filming the next day. Well, that chill out time was gone. So it's right off the plane, three hours sleep, go downtown, go to the, the Bitcoin ATM, the Chivo ATM, meet you and start start filming. And step one is the ATM didn't work. We didn't know how to use the ATM with you. I guess. I guess. I mean, I as I was telling you, like sometimes um, that happens. I, I myself, uh, you were talking about the, the Chivo app. Like the Chivo app is a wallet. It's called Chivo Wallet. Um, at, back then and even now, like the whole the whole um, Bitcoin thing. Sometimes I feel like I understand it, and then I don't understand it. But uh, it's not like trading. Like you don't have a lot of other cryptocurrencies on the wallet. It's just crypto. Uh, I mean, it's just Bitcoin and USDT, which is US dollar, but not really. I don't. I don't get that part. But it, let's say it's US dollar and Bitcoin. Um, and then that's where the government back in 2021, you were saying, uh, gave us the, a $30 bonus. So that's why a lot of people downloaded as we, we spoke about before. So in my experience with the Chivo wallet on my phone, uh, sometimes I'm not, I'm able, I'm not able to log in and sometimes I can't, um, so uh, that's why I'm telling you, like, I feel like sometimes the system is down or I wouldn't say on my end, on my phone, it's been a, a user error. So was your so so as you're saying that when when the government decided that Bitcoin would be legal tender, they gave everybody thirty dollars 
US, the equivalent of 30 US dollars in Bitcoin as this motivation to download the app. And the only way you could get the Bitcoin was out of that app. So everyone, a lot of people downloaded the app so they could get their 30 US dollars. By the time we got to you- They had to spend it. Right, um, right. By the time we got to you, Gabby, it had been over a year or about a year since this has happened. You had not opened the app yet. Or you had not used thirty dollars, and we checked, and your thirty dollars was only worth nine dollars. Yes, um, nine nine eighty one, I believe. Or they dropped all the way to like I would say like eight, maybe seven. Uh, last time I checked, it was up. It was about ten dollars, and I didn't want to use you used that it? money. No, like from the thirty dollars, I had ten. Um, and I didn't really want to use that money because to me it was like a. Like I could always show anybody, including you guys, like this is what happened. To me, it's very clear what happened mm. uh, with the money because back then when everybody got a $30 and then the president um, and, and bought, I, I would say more than $30 million in, in Bitcoin, like, which I think sometimes I think like our country is so small. So to us, that's a lot of money. Then I think of, of your country's budget for, all other things, I know it's in the billions and so, but for us, $30 million is a lot of money. So that's what he bought. And then from what I've heard, he has bought Bitcoin uh, other times. I want to say 10 times, but let's say more than once. Um, and he bought Bitcoin when Bitcoin was very low because you know that you have to buy the dip. Buy the dip. <laughs> you got to buy the dip. He's he a savvy that. investor. Everybody yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, what, what I wanted to get to, I didn't want to use that money, but my mom, uh, she goes to Chivo Pet. And for people who don't know, of course, what Chivo Pets is, it's a veterinary hospital, I guess you would say, uh, for cats, dogs, and all kinds of, of domestic and maybe not only domestic animals. So that's one of the businesses that the country, my country, El Salvador, built where the the whole thing was if you pay with the bitcoin wallet we're going to charge you 25 cents in do- dollar cents and then nice if dollars. you don't pay if you don't if you don't pay with the with the chivo wallet we're going to charge you like what the service is like let's say a grooming will be 15 dollars and then any so my mom uses this like my mom she could be well you, you know her guys and for you guys that are listening that haven't met my mom, like you would need to pay the five dollars off of the Patreon to watch the show. Uh, she's very yes. funny. It's your worth it. Worth, just your mom alone is worth five dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it just to see Gabby's mom. She's the funniest character. Um, so my mom has well, in my mom's house, there's three dogs, and she like if she goes to Chivo Pets, which is this hospital for dogs and cats and whatever. If she goes there once a week, there's that's few times. Like usually, she goes three times a week. A Whoa. week. So she ran out of yeah, money money's worth. on the wallet. So I had to send her my money. And I would like to happily say that that <laughs> transaction went through perfectly. Like I sent her oh. uh, money through the wallet. Yeah. For her to pay. You sent for- her a dollars or how did you send it to her? Did you send it to her through? I, like, cause you couldn't send it through Europe. How did you do it? No, I could. I went into my, I was scared because it wasn't working before, but I went in It worked. And then I, I said like transfer and then the Chivo wallet already had all my contacts. I, I don't know how, I mean, I guess I, <laughs> when you say allow, a little. I allow the contacts to be, yeah, so I sent like it to app. my mom. 
I send it to my mom and then she received it and then she pay because that that's like the a lot of people have like you know the the bigger the biggest criticism that I hear about around the the, the veterinary hospital is well some people are dying in our public human hospitals. Right. Um, human hospitals aren't as good as the vet hospital. Yeah, that's the bigger that's what but you know what? I mean, I think in this day and age, people, we have a soft, we have like a soft, uh, like we feel for, for dogs. So whenever I've been to Chiba Pet and I yeah. see like very ill dogs that I know for a fact would not be able to get any treatment um, anywhere else, I feel like, ah, I mean, it's cute. I mean, I, I, of course, we can always uh, make our public health system better, but this is nice. <laughs> No, yeah. this animal. This is how you got to get those people who are crazy about animals. Like I'm a dog person, but I'm not like a crazy. There are people who care more about dogs than humans, for real. Get you, them all to come down there. <laughs> you don't know what yeah. you're talking about, Kaplan. Because on a side note, but it's still, it's not really a side note because it's about my country. Like the laws here for dog, like for how do you, how did you say like for dog uh, animal violence? I don't know how to call it. Uh, here we call it violencia animal. I think I don't remember, but. Like when people harm animals, like they've been like, there's no, no mercy. Like, for example, it happened that a doctor unwillingly, like he ran over a dog and then he was like in jail and another person like put a dog and, and the, I would say like the, the part where I feel like I'm living in a crazy country is that of course there's, (laughs) (laughs) there's, I mean, I love it here. But there's this whole, um, and as you know, like our, our whole government is very into social media. So the way that I found out that this happened is because on the, one of the governments, let's say, um, media handles, like for a ministry or for um, any organization, they have like these clips that they very professionally shoot about, yeah, we found this doctor who, who uh, ran over a dog and now he's in jail. And then you get like, they, 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 they make it like a big news. They make it like big news. And then everybody's talking about it, about how good it is that people are, the people that harm animals are doing this. Like in this country, it's like the Ellen DeGeneres show in the sense that if you can make your <laughs> problem it. viral, the president will look into it. You know what I mean? Like if you can make your problem, for example, there was this case that some people were, were fighting on, on the freeway, let's say. And then um, one person uploaded a video and it became viral. And a few days later, the person that like, they were already in the court and they were already like looking for the, for the, for the person. So I feel like if you can make your problem viral enough, the government will take care of it. And then they'll post in social media, like, we did it, you know? So, I mean, I think um, it's, that's the same here. We had a, um, a, a, you, an American female basketball player stuck in what country was she in Kaplan? Russia. Was it Russia? <laughs> I was going to say North China? Korea, Russia. Yes. I couldn't remember stuck in Russia. And we have people she was arrested stuck in, in Russia. Russia and North Korea all the time. And the government does nothing about them, but because she was high profile, the Biden right. negotiated to get her out. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, but if she was a dog, people would have been more, if Putin arrested one of our, oh our top dogs, oh, wow. people would have been right. They, they took pan, if they took pancakes and they arrested her, I would be, <laughs> nothing would stop me from, the dog getting from her Beethoven, out, so, yeah. the movie. 
Um, they'd be gone. Our top yeah. dogs. Uh, Airbud. Airbud stuck in Air, Russia. Airbud. It sounds like a movie. Here it is. It is a movie. Um, yeah, no, but uh, so okay, yeah. So I, I so there's some figures here I want to go just go over real quick. So it was they say over a hundred million U.S. dollars is everyone has a different number, but over a hundred million U.S. dollars is what Reuters says that the president spent on Bitcoin. Um, it's two he. They claim that he has 2,470 coins, which right now would be valued around 55 million US dollars. Yeah, I want to I want to interrupt you and say, yeah. like, I am giving you the most conservative data because my fear of the government, which I love, I love my yeah. country, I love, it's racing every we time. Like right now, I still, I still make fun of it. Uh, but you and then it, I think our president is not even the one that makes like is his followers, so to say. So, yeah, I'm giving you the most conservative estimate. Sure. I, I, I bet he spent more money than we know. Well, there's, then there's the other side where we talk to people on the ground who work for the U.S. Yeah. government, who we will not name them by mm. name. But, you know, and uh, <laughs> they told us that truthfully, there's no proof that he's ever bought anything in Bitcoin. So right. it, he just says it. He tweets it on the like, other side. Today, it but. could just be marketing. It could be a whole idea. Um, I guess the only proof is that he gave everyone 30 US dollars in Bitcoin. So yeah. that had to come but from somewhere. That could be like US dollars. Not really. Yeah, that's true. Right. He could. Yeah. So, um, so what about and, and, the, and you can stop us whenever you're not allowed to talk about this stuff. No, it's but, fine. Uh, but the. We read that the the special emergency. So one thing we don't talk about in the show because we just didn't have time for it and it wasn't really our topic. Our topic was Bitcoin. But one thing we don't talk about is um, the movement the government's taken to uh, get rid of gang violence in the country. And there's been a the government declared almost like a special emergency, I guess, is the term about a year, almost a year ago in March of last year. And the idea was to give the government more power to arrest the gangs, arrest gang members, arrest gang leaders to try to make life better for people. And um, to this point, we've read they've arrested an estimated 64,000 suspected gang members. And at the time we were there, it was around, was it 30,000 Kaplan? Something like that last summer. 40, yeah. Maybe 40 or 50. They keep finding, it just keeps going up. (laughs) Like the price, opposite of price of Bitcoin. And through spending time with you and and everyone we, we worked with while we were there, everyone was telling us that, for example, like the neighborhood we went, everyone's kind of telling us that it's working, that everything's becoming safer, or at least it feels safer on the streets, you can go into neighborhoods now that you were not allowed to go into. You didn't want to go into before. Um, Just speaking from a safety on the street uh, point of view, how is that? How is that going now? So for example, the neighborhood we went with, with you downtown San Salvador to get the Bitcoin. One of the people on the the local team told us that even like six months earlier, you wouldn't go to that neighborhood. It wouldn't be safe. Yeah, for I mean, from um, there's, for example, in in downtown um, El Salvador with as well, our our president right now, of course, wasn't always the president before he was our president. He was the mayor of 
San Salvador. And one of his big, uh, one of the big things, one of the big projects he did was like res- the restoration, let's say, is like the, 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 they, uh, to freshen up like the downtown. And he did uh, make it more walking, really. Like you could, you would be able to walk in there because before, it was not only because of the violence and the uh, of of the violence and the criminality, so to say, because you would get robbed or whatever. It was because also because of the fact that everybody had like uh like they they would t- take the streets and put a market in there when like not even cars could get in or people wouldn't walk there because it was everything had like this street shops that were actually not allowed. So he has been getting the president and when he was the mayor too, like one is one of the things that have been uh, like, well, that are happening right now that the the whole downtown is getting rid of the street shops and they're, they built a market, for example, like a building for people to have their shops there and so on and so forth. So, and it's still going by the way, like it's, it's still going um, this new downtown to make it more, of course, so tourists can go there, but also the, our, like the citizens can enjoy it. Um, so it's been going great um, in that sense. And it's, it's, it's still pushing forward, like to this date. And after we talk, like they have been take like, I don't know how to say it in, in, in English, but they have been like taking people off the streets because they, 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 they won't allow people to sell on the street anymore. The street is for cars, of course. Uh, and people have mixed feelings about that, I guess. But the thing that people were saying, and I just like people couldn't do anything about it because we are in this state of emergency where, you know, like the police can can arrest you for anything. So you don't want to be like if you are a street vendor, you are illegally taking up space in the street. So people were just leaving uh, more amicably that because before in, in the past five years ago, 10 years ago, they would try to get them out of there and they would like burn tires and things like that. Ah, so, I see. And, and overall, the country is been, has also been going strong on the whole uh, gang violence and, and like the, the, the plans that they have to, to remove gang members from the streets and also make every, everything safer. Uh, the bigger news we've, we have, I have for you right now. Uh, you remember, I mean, I, I bet you must have heard about this, but I'm going to say it here. Uh, we like the, the, the government built like, um, the biggest jail in Latin America. It's, it's, it's like eight football wow. stadiums. I remember like eight soccer stadiums. So it's going to have a 40,000 people capacity. And they, again, I, I know about this because the government like put out a, a video like showing around the, how safe it is and how much people it can contain and how lonely it's going to be and solitary and how bad they're going to be uh, treated because uh, they deserve it. Um, you know what? So it's, it's been going. And as you were saying, people are happy. Like, like in my case specifically, like I feel like psychologically it, it may be working with me because I mean, you feel safer. Uh, and that's, a, I mean, I know it, we can push it aside and say it's not a big deal, but I think, yes, I think that the fact that you feel like it's less likely that you will get uh, robbed on the streets or anything will happen to you. Like I feel I, I for example, now I, I would hesitate to get on a bus 
And now I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm going to get on the bus because I feel like it's in my mind, it, it has to be safer because what, and, and one of the things that I have been mentioning a little bit right now is like, if somebody like, there are so many videos of people that are robbing people that the police catch them and then they are getting 10 years in jail, 15 years in jail for robbing a cell phone. I think people are going to think twice before stealing from others. So everything is very archaic, I think is the word, um, but it's working. So what would it be like previously before this special emergency time to get on a bus? What would be the fear? What might happen? In my case, the fear that I would have is, and it, it hasn't happened to me, but to my sister and my mom, uh, like my sister was mugged like three times in a month, for example. And my mom would like you, like somebody would get on the bus and start robbing everybody. And you wouldn't say anything because you don't want to get stabbed or you don't want to get shot. Uh, like here in El Salvador, like they will kill you for a cell phone is what people said. So just, just give it to them. Um, so, but it, it isn't, like it is not nice to be like giving your things away all the time. So that that's what what could happen. Um, and that's why I mean you saw it here. We have people like one of the let's say one of the ways to know that you have succeeded in El Salvador is that you have your own car because for years everybody wants to like like nobody would get on a bus because they're always full like fuller than. Like you would have, like, you would go like this, but between people and it's that they don't drive as safely and they rob you. And in my case, I didn't mind so much standing up on a bus, but I was like, I don't want to get robbed. And I, I was, I'm telling you psychologically, it's like, you think that it's less likely that it will happen. And I think it's, it's rooted on the fact that right now, as I'm telling you, there have been some famous cases of people like petty robbing because it's a cell phone, it's ten dollars, but you hear the news that they are in jail. So I yeah. think like everybody wants to refrain from that type of crime. It was interesting to on one hand, you hear obviously the other end of that is people will say, like, oh, there's I mean, like the US government, I think I've just has said, oh, there's human rights violations going on. Right. People are dying in jail. Because you're arresting people yeah. who might not be criminals or they don't have a trial or something. But then when you're there and you're talking to actual people who live there and they tell you, like, oh, six months ago, I would never go to this neighborhood. And now we're walking around with big expensive cameras and walking through the streets and we don't feel uncomfortable at all. That's that is worth something, you know, like it's a good, even, good point. Even the, the president has come out because um, he knows like he knows that people have been uh, like in jail and they, they were innocent. But he would say, I remember he said, like, like, yeah, we like uh, tell me about any other country that has had all these people arrested that didn't make a mistake and and give give us time to figure out like who's innocent um but i still like in the like in the bottom of of my heart i feel like well i feel like i hope like what, what i'm trying to say is like okay it's it's, it's just a, it's just a number but what if it was my brother what if it yeah. was my friend like that whole that whole right. situation it's horrible and the few cases that you hear about 
that somebody was innocent and he got killed in jail, like for him, it's over, you know, like it's, it's done. Um, it must has like, it goes, I, I don't want to like, it's not even the topic of this, but of the, of the podcast as to me spiritually it's like, okay, hell is on earth. Like to this person, hell yeah. was on earth. Um, and for the gang members too, but in the back of your mind, you think like, well, they killed people, you know, like they, they deserve it. Um, but in the case of an innocent person, it's just hell on earth. Yeah. We, uh, so I, numbers wise, there still, the reporting says 92% of people in El Salvador are happy with the special emergency time. Um, obviously they're not polling the people who are in prison. <laughs> I don't think they get a vote in that 92%. So 64,000 were not polled, but yeah. But then, and, and a lot of people are saying they used to have to pay, uh, the gangs just to like go home at night or once a week, you have to pay the gang member money, protection money. And people say they don't have to do that anymore. I want to get into a specific thing that happened to Kaplan and I, while we were oh, there, yes. but before that we have to take a break. We are part of the world's smartest podcast network. That is us. That is Dr. Andrea Jones Roy and the Majoring in Everything podcast. That is Professor Andrew Heaton and the Political Orphanage. And next week, Andrew Heaton is flying to New York City. So we're going to be doing a yeah, uh, in-person, in- in-person roundtable with all of them. Very, to, very that'll rare. come out next week as a show. Uh, subscribe to all those shows. You can go to worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. And of course, go to patreon.com slash lost in America. And yeah. get in on the screenings we're doing soon. <laughs> Kaplan, uh, that's it. And now a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're back. Thank you, sponsors. I'm glad someone's giving us money. Thank so. you very much. <laughs> Keeping the lights on. <laughs> All right, Gabby. So what I want to get into a story that happened. I think you might know about this story, but I'm not sure. But the last day of the trip, the Kaplan and I took to El Salvador. We filmed a stand-up. We went to your your regular stand-up comedy venue. It was a pizza place in San Salvador that has a stage, and they put on rock shows, and you you all do comedy shows there. And we put on a stand-up comedy show. And Cap, do you want to tell this story? Nope, Kaplan's not there. All right. About an hour, he might have, I don't know, lost him or something, but about an hour before, oh, there he is. Cap, you back? No, he's not. Okay. About an hour, I'll tell the story. About an hour before um, the comedy show started, I was still writing material. I was writing jokes because I, the decision was I needed to have a certain, I wanted my material, especially material that would go on the show, to be local material about the events that were happening that week. So I wanted to be writing in real time about what we were doing so that when you saw the show, I was commenting on things you saw earlier in the show. Kaplan, you're back. You're here. Are you here with us? I'm back. I'm here. All right. Do you want to tell the rest of the story? Go ahead. Well, I don't know what you brought. Did you bring him up to speed? Did we went outside yet or no? Did I miss that? I just said we got to the pizza place. I'm trying to bring you in here on the episode. All right. So we're no, I'm, I, I missed the Wi-Fi. So anyway, yeah, we get there and you're going to go over. You're like, oh, let's go over the stand-up act one last time. I want to perform it, you know, see if see if we can punch up any of these jokes. And, you know, Turner. So we go outside because Turner wants to like liter- really like perform it, not just like tell me the jokes, but like do it like you do it in the act. So Kaplan can give me some notes. So, go- so when I perform live an hour yeah. later, it'll be better. Go ahead, Kat. 
Yeah. So we walk outside, we walk across the street, we find, oh, first we were going to, we started to walk, we we're going to walk down the street. And our guy, Rodrigo said to us, it's a little bit dangerous, this neighborhood. I would stay, stay close. So we walk, we sit down on these benches and Turner starts going into his act. And, you know, anybody who's seen Turner Sparks perform knows he's, he's not one of these, uh, he's not an NPR comedian. He's a high energy comedian. He's bringing it. <laughs> he's moving around a lot. He's animated and he's doing his acts. And I don't know how long, how far into your act you got. Maybe like two minutes. At and most, all of a sudden we 90 seconds at most two minutes. <laughs> yeah. We hear the stomping on the gravel of the, gra- and we look up like a shadow comes above us. And there's like four men with like batons almost like looking at us like, and there's four police officers just looking at us. Like they like, we're a bunch of like vagrants. Like we're a bunch of drunks surrounding there. <laughs> surrounding us. There's nowhere to move. There's no escape. <laughs> and at this point we should point out that I went, I took Spanish class in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it basically means I don't speak Spanish. Turner's from California. So he's, a, he knows a few words. I just keep saying, que lastima, que lastima. And, uh, a week. And yeah, so then we tried to start explaining to them that we're doing a comedy show. And how did that go, Turner? How did, so how what did happened is they thought we were drunks. Mm. And the reason why I was talking so loudly is because I was drunk. And they were looking. I've, I've spoken to police in other countries around the world. And usually it's like, a, hey, how you doing? Hey, wow, tourists, you're here. This was the opposite. <laughs> you like our sound. This, yeah. these pe- they were angry and they looked like we were very close to be just taken into jail. And they were asking <laughs> us in Spanish, what are you doing? How much yeah. have you had to drink? I, I understood that. Part. Yeah, they were pointing. They were doing like the bottle, the international known for like bear. drinking bear. a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Quanto yeah. bear or something like that. A cerveza, cerveza. And I don't drink at all. So I was like, no, Kaplan, I, I did have a few in me. Kaplan I had a few in me, drunk. but I wasn't wasted. Uh, but I wasn't carrying the beer, luckily, because I, I put it down before we walked off. Thank God. I was Otherwise, totally sober. Be- and I was like, no, no, no. Comediante. Comedia Dante. I don't know how to say mm. comedian in Spanish. I was like, comediante? <laughs> comedian comedian <laughs> Dante? And they were like, why? Like, why, like- why, why? And then luckily, like Bill Cosby, Rodrigo. Yeah, I was like, Louis, C- you know, Louis C.K., Bill Cosby, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the great. That's the right? last comedian yeah. they will know about. Um, <laughs> you know, all the ones in jail. Uh, yeah. And so uh, then luckily, Rodrigo saw us and he ran mm. over and explained to the police what we were doing. And then they, they kind of back buying off. it at first. It took a bit. It yeah, took, it took a little moment, right? It took they a were, few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of backed off and went away. And what we realized is when we wanted to walk down the street, we were just going into the neighborhood. Rodrigo pointed us to sit on a bench right in front of a police station. Right. He was thinking that was safer, which, you know, I appreciate because... My question to you us, would be, did. what if he wasn't there? <laughs> would we have been under the special <laughs> administrative time... We don't have tattoos. I don't oh, know. I, I mean, I, I I don't know. Like, what would have they done? Because I don't think nobody in the on the police state like they would have to find somebody who spoke Spanish to let them know uh, what happened. Like, like luckily Rodrigo uh, came about because otherwise, how? Like, I don't think I don't think they would try to arrest you unless you became violent or anything like that. But it, mm. it's not like 
the whole thing, it doesn't sound like it was easy. You know what I mean? Like, like not to be able to, to talk to the policeman and they thinking that you were drunk. I don't, I think that it will have like for you to get arrested. It will be like the worst, 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 worst case. Okay. So we were probably pretty safe. You hear that? Randy for a bribe. Yeah. yeah Randy, told, we were safe. told the story the day and Randy was very nervous, but uh, I think, yeah, I don't know. We're supposed to bribe them or what we were supposed to have done. If he didn't, I guess we don't know. We'll I didn't know. get the feeling they wanted a bribe. Yeah. I didn't feel like they no. wanted money. I mean, I don't no. know. That's all I know. I don't know I either. Don't know like, I like the only time that a policeman, like years ago, I would like to to point out, like when I was eighteen, uh, a policeman was trying to bribe me, and I didn't have money, so I was like, "Look, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you don't want to <laughs> proceed with uh, whatever felony I committed." But um, yeah, I'm, I don't have any money. And then they just let me go because on top of everything, they were trying to make me think that I committed a, a felony or like, like mm. I was doing wrong. And I was like, look, I'm just eating a hamburger on the street. It's not really, I'm not drinking, whatever. So they just were maybe like, they were just uh, like, how do you say? Like trying to make me, making me, make me feel Intimidate. like. Intimidate. Intimidating me. Yeah. And then it worked. But that was years ago, like 20 years ago, maybe. No, not okay. 20, but. 18. So what uh, changing topics real quick. So is I thought this Chivo pets you were talking about earlier was such a great idea. It was a way that they were building these programs and the hospital, as you said, was like gorgeous, like fantastic looking and really clean and good quality pet care. And it's 25 cents. If you use Bitcoin, that seemed like such a brilliant idea. Did, did the government come up with anything else like that? Have they come up with anything yet? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, and I people to use. I thought we all thought like there were going to be more businesses like that. Mm-hmm. But at this time, I, there is another. I, as far as I know, I know that they um, like they did a grand opening for uh, like for uh, an amusement park in the beach, like near the beach. Um, it's I don't have haven't heard from it in the last months, but I know it was like an opening. And I don't know if they did any 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 discounts with Bitcoin. I but other than that, it's just Chivo Pets. It just stopped. I, I don't think it's a great time for the crypto environment. Uh, well, yeah, to, Bitcoin's still at twenty two thousand. It was I up know, today three percent, but yeah, it's not awful. not as high as it was when. I mean, what, if what, I were there, them, there, if you really it? want to do it, it's so brilliant. Like I would go with a gas station. I for like example. you know like things that people or are going like to use grocery, every or the day. grocery store yeah grocery, yeah, grocery store. store like things that people actually use every day that's why the pet hospital is such a good idea but uh if, but do if they have serious, much money do they have left if you're serious about turning your currency about make about making this the real currency of the country that's how I would do it sorry cap go ahead no, I was going to say, do we know how much money, like is Chivo Pets, how much longer do they have? Like, is it well, the government keeps putting money you. back into it or one day what? the dogs are and pull the plug on these dogs? And What my mom has noticed, what my mom noticed is, for example, when my mom started going to Chivo Pet, she would get like, let's say three, um, uh, three prescriptions and they will fill the prescription on Chivo Pet and for 25 cents because they had. Right. all the all the medicine and now they just give you the prescription mm. and they don't have medicine anymore which happens uh, in, in so our public system too so 
in our public health system too. <laughs> you need to they they tell you what to have and then you have to buy it because there's no wait. You go to you go to your hospital and they tell you what medicine. They're like, oh, we don't have that here. You got to go. Yeah, it, it happens. It's, it's, my mom knows about this because my That's mom not- has for years used the public health system, so she knows. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're gonna some prescriptions they 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 cannot fill them. So I think that would go to the whole tube a bit. Like, I think. I don't think that's a bad thing, you know? I think they are just, right. like, settling in. Like, yeah, we cannot ha- give everybody so much medicine. Um, I mean, because- Pancakes Kaplan's on multiple medications. If she <laughs> I know, I bet. Some, I will send you. <laughs> because my mom has, this, like, has a Siberian Husky. Like, she takes arthritis medicine. She takes heart medicine. And at the beginning, everything was from Chihuahua. And now she's just buying yeah. them, which are very expensive, but it's better. No, it's than- like $50 a month. My one, <laughs> I pay more for my dog's medication than I had a heart attack. I'm on seven different pills. It costs me a total of like $6 a month for me. And I pay for one medicine for pancakes. It's $50 a month. So and you have pet insurance, don't you? That's yeah, the pet insurance. Well, yeah. Once I hit the deductible though, it's just, they just don't cover it. That's how pet insurance works. Oh. It's like, once you hit the most you get for the year, but yeah. So yeah. So isn't that the opposite so, of yeah, insurance? I thought insurance covers everything. Once no, you like, hit I don't mean deductible. But the max. I didn't mean deductible. I meant the max they allow for the year. They like a oh, cap. Okay. They're like, we'll, yeah. we'll pay you like five thousand a year, whatever. And then, so then you're off to. Then you got to get to El Salvador. <laughs> that happens you. with humans too. Like you get a disease that is very expensive, and then they don't cover it anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the only thing that I've noticed. Like they're settling because at the beginning they will give away all this medicine and now they maybe they don't have it in their budget anymore so they just prescribe it mm, okay um i mean i saw that uh bukele was paying they said he pays uh, like internet trolls to basically say how good the government is maybe he can just pay me in in dog medicine <laughs> and i'll be online all day long saying yeah. everything's great about the human rights issues and <laughs> that, that's been Anything a long time do. discussion uh, with him and this, what, what they call troll centers, like no, nothing has ever, like for, for now it's not really relevant, but for a, a long time ago it was relevant um, with him. But uh, I, I would like to touch on that if I may, like right now the climate, like when I was trying to, especially with the Bitcoin, like I think most of us, we want to know um, what is Bitcoin and how it works and some point of views. And I think what's what's interesting about that is when you go online, there's so much content created by Bitcoin investors and Bitcoin people that are always looking on the positive all the way to exaggerating maybe. So for example, right now before the podcast, I was watching like some videos about Bitcoin in El Salvador and I found very positive ones, but then I found some from the Deutsche Welle, like the German news out, outlet and from New York Times and such. And they were saying like, like, yeah, the Bitcoin, it's, it's not working and it's been a great loss for my country. But then the president will say that those media outlets are, are American media outlets and we, are, we, we, we shouldn't trust them. So I don't know where, where we stand. If, even if you are looking for information, some people just read, like they just get the news from the president, you know? That's yeah. I think again, in general. So years ago, I invested. I put some money, a few hundred dollars, in this one. This mm. thing called Tron, which is like this Chinese company that was creating a version of a Bitcoin, you know, like a crypto. And anytime you Google Tron, it's all positive news. But that's because the company 
is writing all these articles that get pushed and they know how to do SEO. So it gets pushed to the top of Google. That's like, now's the, always is now is the best time to buy Tron. Like even today, going back <laughs> five years, or it's like, this is the best month. It's about to explode. It's exploding in two weeks. So I think these crypto companies are very tech savvy and they've figured out how to push the narrative in their own way. And uh, yeah, there's never, it's hard to find negative news ever. Yeah, actually, one of the bigger criticisms in this videos and this whole information that I've looked into is like this crypto, um, like the whole thing with Bitcoin in El Salvador is just benefiting a few investors and people with a lot of money. But I would say like if you're building hotels and, and bringing jobs and making this place uh, like appear nice, like you came here because of Bitcoin, for good or bad like i feel like it's a it it's, a nice, it, it's a nice thing it's a for, for the country for people to know like you come you come here for bitcoin but you stay because of the weather the food the people it, the and it's actually yeah. safer than ever yeah that's what uh like you got max kaiser came to our, our friend max i know like he has <laughs> been offered citizenship if i'm not mistaken yeah, what's the latest on him? So he's a character in our show. Uh, yeah. You'll see him on the... If you subscribe at Lost in America, uh, patreon.com slash Lost in America, we do a whole scene with him. He's an American guy who has a history, kind of like a Bitcoin expert, I guess, or he's claimed to have made a lot of money off of Bitcoin. It's hard to verify any of that. But he had his own TV show on RT, which is like the Russian propaganda <laughs> network. Um, he yeah, had, and, and then he's, he's, he moved it to YouTube and he's moved down to El Salvador, uh, around the time of, of 2021, when they announced Bitcoin would be the currency kind of to advise the president on how to use, how best to use Bitcoin to his advantage, to the president's advantage. And when we met him at the time, he didn't want to say he was an advisor to the president on Bitcoin. Now he says oh, it changed. on his uh, Twitter Twitter page. He'll say it directly. It says he's a senior senior Bitcoin advisor is what it says. And it posts a picture of him with the president. <laughs> we sat down with him for about an hour. Yeah. Is he someone who's in your news? Are you aware of him I as a know. person? I'm okay. aware of him because of Coffee Stilla and all the bit. Like That's another one point that we can touch on is like the fact that I speak English and all my, like I get my news in English. It's it's one of the points why I get some other uh, point of views because even our president, one like one criticism they have about him, like even his followers, is like he will get into this Twitter spaces speaking in English about Bitcoin, and he when he wants to talk about Bitcoin, he speaks in English. When he has bought, like he has like this whole two things, you know, like mm. sometimes he addresses the the country in Spanish. But sometimes he has like inside jokes with other crypto investors in 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 English, and people like the like people don't know what he's talking about. Maybe in writing they can translate it, but if he's doing like this whole conference in English and nobody's really dubbing him or anything like that, it's it's like people don't even know what 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 is up. Like I I feel very blessed that I can speak English and I can hear the news and hear some other point of views in English. But Max Kaiser, I know because of CNN, because of other outlets in English that in Spanish, I don't think anybody like in, in, in our in our environment in El Salvador, I don't think a lot of people know about him. 
Okay. He doesn't speak Spanish. I can say that. I, I'm sure of that. <laughs> oh, <so. laughs> we sang a pupusa song with him. And he he couldn't even say that. Just those, <laughs> those words in that. I was teaching him. I'm like, I've been here for like yeah. a day and a half. Absolutely. <laughs> the guy's been there two years. He probably speaks like three words. Yeah, yeah he's great guy. Not... Great, one of the great characters in our show. Yeah. People need to see I, it. To, like to really... my 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 point of view right now, like or or my opinion or whatever, it would be like I don't. I feel like the president. I hope that the like because if you look at the facts, you would say like, yeah, of course it was a bad move for to go in crypto or doing the Bitcoin like legal tender it was a bad. As of right now. It was a bad move, but I have like, I, I trust the fact that maybe they know some, they, maybe there's some inside information that we don't have. Maybe they are doing businesses that are like, they, like, I'm telling you, like when he speaks in English, he's not really addressing our country. So maybe he's doing bigger things that we have no idea about and everything will turn out great. Even if we don't see a way. <laughs> well, I'll say this. There are, we met with Christian Guevara, who's the president's, uh, the leader of the president's party in Congress, the majority whip, the baby. majority whip. <laughs> and he did have some things that we weren't thinking. I'll save it for the show, but he had yeah. some points that were not on the Made surface as to why Bitcoin was good. No matter if Bitcoin was up or down, that actually did make sense. So we made sure to keep that in the show. We wanted to make sure our show was not, we didn't want to be the daily show. We didn't want to come and just say everything, make fun of everything. We wanted gotcha, to get the real gotcha, things out of context. Yeah. yeah. We didn't want to point things out of context. We wanted to show the benefits and the real life situation and what it's actually like. So we hope we did that correctly. I want to end with a question that people have been asking us about you and the other comedians. Uh, so I'll just ask you directly. Do you feel when you're on stage, is there anything, um, do you feel like you can talk about anything, any topic on stage in El Salvador, or is there things to avoid? Um, I am like, I, there's, yeah, I'm starting to become a little more cautious, I would say. Okay. Not because the press, not because of the government, but because of, like there's there's a lot of passion you know about about some some subjects and you cannot really um like even joke i mean for example in my jokes i feel like sometimes if you analyze the joke you would know that i'm not speaking against anything mm. but people just hear the the yeah. the keyword you know like oh no she must be speaking wrong about this and i'm like no listen like if you look at the joke I am very, I'm being very careful not to have a point of view. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but people still feel like, oh yeah, she's talking or she is, it's not, um, but it's myself. And I have been even like my, my other fellow comedians, Christian and, and Brian, like I've been called a chicken because I, and I feel like it's funny because I was like the one that was talking the most about some issues. And then I be, I changed my jokes a little bit just to make it tamer. And so that not because they were mm -hmm. crazy before, but because people are so critical of them that they still felt like, like, I'll give you an example real quickly. Like there's, there's, there's this, um, it's, there's like this, I don't know how to say, um, in, in English, but it's like, there's this, um, Oración a la Bandera Salvadoreña, which is like one of our, one thing that 
it talks about our country and it's in, in, in every official act you will hear this prayer about our country it's like it's like um like the i don't know how like it's one of our I don't know. We'll well, is it? Can it. I guess? Is it? You know how, like at all of our sporting events, they play the U.S. national yeah, anthem. National anthem. Do you it's mean like this is anthem? a prayer they do at uh, all major events? Okay, yeah, it's like an anthem, but it, 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 it doesn't have any music. You yeah. just repeat it, like our so pledge of allegiance. It's like Something the like pledge that. of allegiance. That's a good. Like that's what I wanted to get to, but I didn't remember the name. So I changed yeah, yeah. it so to make it funnier and to make it like talk about the oh, yeah. like and. And some people, I think I said it on Pledge your show. Um, and some people are like, oh, that's perjury. That's perjury because that's one of our national oh. things. Mm. And I'm going to, and I'm like, okay. and then I have, you know, my mom, like I, I published it on TikTok, like I uploaded on TikTok and my mom called me like, Gabby, take that down. People are that are saying that it's perjury. It, so no, no, imagine that somebody yeah. really picks up on you and they start to prosecute you, even though. It's it is a joke and you're a comedian and it's not even perjury because I had to look into the law and it's just the national anthem. Like everything became so like you would you, you I had to think twice about it, so I changed it. And then Christian and Brian that have nothing like that, they were like, You're a chicken. I'm like, look, I want like mm. I don't want to run any risk, even though I know in my heart I, I know mean, this is wrong. I mean, this is this is not wrong. In my heart, I know that I I should be able to have an opinion about something, even if it's a, it appears to be against the president or the government. Even if I had an opinion like that, I have the right, you know, because we live in a free country with what I have freedom of speech. But then you feel like maybe I shouldn't do that. I mean, what's is it, is it worth the imaginary risk, you know? And your mom has the pulse. We should say she's a big TikToker, so she knows. Oh, yeah. She, she knows. Saw- she, yeah, she knows what's what people are talking about. It's I, it's very similar, but to to here in the United States, where people, the government te- technically nothing's illegal. You can say whatever you want to say, but I'm sure if you said something about the Pledge of Allegiance, you would get hate online from uh, the right wing people, and you would get all this undue praise online from the left wing people. <laughs> We're like, yeah, our country's the worst. This is the worst place on earth. And then the other side would be like, no, this is the best place on earth. And they're all annoying, but all of them are equally as annoying. And you're like, I'm just trying to tell a joke. I don't have an actual opinion one way or the other on any of this. I'm just trying to get to a joke. But but and also the government in our country would do nothing. They don't care about that. But they but their fan, as you said, the fans, that's that's really where it lands. One thing that came to mind just now is like sometimes. Uh, what I what 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 I'm cautious about is about the people that are louder in our society, and right now the people that are louder in our society that are people that are very uh, passionate about our country and very patriotic and very so. I don't want to have anything to do with being hated on something that is not even you know. Yeah, and there becomes a time when you want to no, decide what your comedy is like. What's your comedy about? You know, and I had years ago, I remember cutting out all of my political jokes because frankly, they weren't very good. They were, and it wasn't really what I was interested in. I was like, I'd much rather talk about myself, my family, my parents, my wife, my brother, and just keep it real personal. And 
then so every once in a while I'll have a political joke and I might do it a couple of times and then I never do it on an album or anything because because it's not really like it would it's perfectly fine. They're perfectly good, great comedians who never talk about that stuff. Yeah. And it's just deciding. And then there's people who are great, like John Stewart, who that's all they talk about is politics, but they're really I, good I at like, it. I feel like uh, from what you're saying right now, it's like my comedy also has been moving towards more like what is like about things that um, are more about me. And I'm mm. more like you say, I'm more about my own experiences and sometimes when you talk about politics or even even um, your leanings or whatever, it's really much like I am. I really like it's more your opinion. It's more about somebody else's opinion. Like, let me know what you're doing and then I will know what you what your values are, so to say. Yep. Then you telling me like, oh, look at this situation and this is how I represent myself throughout this opinions. I think it's better to just well, not better, but for me, I want more to 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 those opinions or values, if any, they should come from my own experience or how I acted in a determined situation. Yeah, that we have fired. a in American art. Uh, there's a saying: "Show, don't tell." <laughs> and that's pretty much what you're saying. It's like yes. through watching your comedy, we should know who you are without you having to specifically say, exactly. "Hey, everybody, vote for this person." <laughs> I mean, a classic example here is. Um, a lot of there was a somewhere along the way in America, everyone decided they need to, needed to be a political comedian. And I think those days are kind popular. of gone. I think that was really big, like right when Trump got elected, 2016, 17, 18. Probably it was over by two thousand. with the Bush, the Bush years, it began a little bit and then it really picked up steam in the Trump years. Yeah. <laughs> and even to the yeah. point where like Amy Schumer had this whole comedy set, a whole like special that was telling everyone to vote for Hillary. And it was so ridiculous. Like two years earlier, her jokes were about like getting drunk and passing out on the floor of a bar. Her her vagina. And she is allowed to have political opinions, of course. But her fans, that kind of got her a lot of backlash because they were like, I'm not here for you. We don't know who you are. Yeah, this isn't who you were. I think that it also dawned on me, like who who do I think I am to know better than other people? Like yeah. the more I know about some, some other people's opinions, like, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I can see why you think like this. I can see how it makes sense in your head, even yes. though I don't agree with you. So I think like maybe um, when I started like to hear more hardcore, like for example, uh, for years, people were like, Oh, you're the feminist comment comedian. And I was like, look, I don't feel like I should be branding myself like that because I am not like, I am a feminist, but I'm not trying to, to just right. appeal. To I don't want people to know that I'm a feminist in the sense that I don't want them to have it so clear in my material uh, about how I lean in some other aspects. And I think I have evolved in that sense. For example, I tell a lot of jokes about Christ, like about Jesus and, and they're not against or pro, like they're just talking about Jesus but some people tell me like, oh, I love you. You're a Christian comedian. I'm like, okay, but how in the world are some <laughs> people thinking that I'm a Christian comedian and some other people are thinking that I'm a feminist comedian? I think it just reflects on what you have. Christian feminist. Your- yeah, that's honest. <laughs> I think it just reflects on them. Like what is talking to you makes you feel like I'm a feminist and some other people, you think that I'm a Christian, but that's because of what you have in your head. That's um, great. So. <clears throat> yeah, uh, let them think. <clears throat> whatever, you know, sorry, my voice is yeah, going. As, long, Kaplan, as, they, as long as they buy our albums or tickets, <laughs> they can like pick whatever they want, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. Turner, Turner's a, do we, can we start calling you a Christian comedian? Turner? <laughs> whatever you want. You, you whatever, your, whatever. You love your bacon. Whatever puts butts in seats. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes to sell. Uh, yeah. yeah and it it's, <clears throat> anyway, I, I, I had something else to say. I forgot what it was and my voice died. So, um, I think it's great. Your comedy is hilarious. Everyone can see it on our yeah, show. You really killed that night. Yay. Yeah. And they're going to see the English part, but you, you seem to be killing in Spanish as well. We just, you know, <laughs> Gabby did this it, cool but, thing where she like, did the first, I would say like 10 minutes, maybe in English. And then the next 10 minutes in Spanish. And it was, yeah. all, and you killed the whole thing. The audience was bilingual. Actually, we had it transcribed for us so I could read it. And it was all great. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was it was very enjoyable. Very good. Everybody check out Gabby, uh, Gabby at Gabby Rivera on Instagram. Gabby, thank you for doing the show. We will see you um, sometime soon on one of these. We're going to try to get you hopefully to, to hang out with us after if you have time. Um, but any, everyone can see you on the Lost in El Salvador episode. Uh, that is it. Kaplan, what should we do? <laughs> We should go to patreon.com slash lost in America and subscribe so you can see this episode tomorrow, a Thursday night. And uh, in the meantime, get lost. Get lost February 16th or March 2nd. Get lost. special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co